Hi, everyone. This is the Bad Girl's Guide to Love with Dr. Ayo. I'm your host, Dr. Ayo Gathing. I'm a board-certified psychiatrist, best-selling author, and a health and relationship expert. I am here to liberate you from your boring-ass love life. Lose the good girl and unleash your inner bad girl to finally find love and get the relationship you deserve. Hello, bad girls. Welcome to another episode of Bad Girls Guide to Love. I'm your host, Dr. Ayo, and we have an amazing guest here. You guys are going to love this. So sit tight, get your phone or radio close, and, and be ready for it. <laughs> this week, we've got Ivy Box. Say hello to my bad girls out there. Hi, how are y'all doing? <laughs> Yay, so I'm excited to have you here. Um, the power of the to be there. <laughs> I know the power of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, we connected just through the internet, and I was actually just mm-hmm. grilling her because we are both Florida girls. You know, I'm a yeah. little time, but <laughs> both Florida <laughs> girls, and so we're just gonna have a fun conversation today. So let me guys tell you a little bit about her. So Ivy is a philanthropist marketing consultant, author, and community leader. So I'm guessing she has lots of spare time. (laughs) (laughs) She is a first-generation Haitian-American. She's achieved a BS in marketing, business marketing, a master's degree in internet marketing. She's held many corporate positions, you know, so she's, she's been doing it. And now she's a marketing consultant for Beyond the Box Unlimited, which she actually founded herself in 2009. And her business achievements are complemented by her passion for philanthropy. And her mission is to improve the quality of life of individuals through health, education, the arts, and entertainment, as well as technology. Um, She just recently released a a highly anticipated self-help book. You know I love self-help books, so we'll be exploring that. Mm -hmm. Called the 365 Go Get Hers Guide. Love that. What you want, Mm -hmm. when you want how to get it, make it happen. And she lives by the motto, the sky's not the limit. It's only the beginning, which I love. So welcome. I thank you again for being here. Thank you. Thank you. That was very, uh, you know, welcoming. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm drumming you up. Yeah, I'm getting them ready. Their, their lips. Yeah, I'm starting you know? to feel myself. I feel like, you. Right, you should. <laughs> so how did you go from marketing, you know, which I think of so businessy and all that to like author and philanthropist? Mm-hmm. Like how do those, how do you do that? I think it's a a natural transition. I think everybody, especially these days, kind of have a little bit of marketing in them. You know, um, well, marketing consists of a lot of advertising promotions, uh, you know, kind of uh, understanding trends and, and, you know, um, garnishing up customers through that and and sales and all that stuff. So I think we all kind of do that, even with your uh, podcast, you know, you're going to have to implement some form of marketing. So um, the author part, that was something that I had in mind a while ago. And um, it was one of those things that I kept procrastinating on. And then I finally decided to, you know, like sit down and do it because it was something that was dear in my heart that I wanted to do. And I just decided to go ahead and do it. And my marketing background helped um, with the whole process. 
because at the end of it, like during it, I was talking to people, I was getting the word out. And then afterwards I was pushing the word out. So um, it was an easy transition for me. And I think it's an easy transition for anybody that's pushing out some sort of product Mm -hmm. or getting the word out about something. And that's like a lot of people these days. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. I know there's so Mm -hmm. much out there, which is, you know, so amazing that you can actually, you know, find your own niche or be a brand these days since it's, you know, so common for people to have a mission and have something to say. But it's so amazing that you do. And I was just telling you, I actually read your story. Stuff. Some people, you know, I just kind of skip, but I was like, no, I'm reading this word for word, and it's amazing. It's, it's so inspirational and fun. So oh, thank tell you. my bad girls out there a little about, you know, your mission and inspiration behind your book, like the actual content. How did you say, this is what I want to write about, and, and what was your inspiration? Well, um, hers stands for happiness, education, respect, success. And like I said in the beginning, like I had the idea to write the book a, a while ago um, when I was working in like the entertainment industry. I was working as a, a music. First, I started off as a personal assistant. Then I worked my way up to like a music executive for an indie label. And, you know, I was doing my thing. I was doing my thing in the city. I was working at the label. You know, the artist was very well known. And, you know, so I was not feeling myself, but I was just like, yes, you know, and I was meeting a lot of other women that was doing the same thing. So the original concept of the book was about being a go-getter, you know, like you just, you, you out there, you slaying, you getting things done, you doing your work. And then throughout the years, going through a lot of ups and downs and um, just trying to figure out myself financially, mentally, spiritually, the book kind of took another direction. Mm -hmm. Um, And throughout that time, I was reading a lot of self-help books and I was, uh, you know, just really working on myself. And then I decided like, you know, all of these, all of this information was really helpful, but it was in different locations. It was in different areas. These audio books, it was from workshops, it was from whatever. And I was like, I need a reference guide. Like I need something that has all of this information in one book that I can kind of reference back. Cause I had a lot of notes, but they were all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what, maybe that's what the book should be about because there's a lot of girls that, you know, women period, um, that, you know, they're on their grind, they're working, their mothers, their sisters, cousins, coworkers, you know, they're on their grind, but they go through ups and downs. That's what happens in life with everybody. And, that's not the end of the road for us. You know, when you're down, there's still an up. When you're up, there's a down, but you can come back up. And so I figured like, if I needed this sort of reference guide, then I'm sure there's plenty of other women that needed this type of reference guide too. And I was like, that's what the book is going to be about. As opposed to being about like somebody that's already on their grind and doing their thing. It's for the everyday woman and the successful woman, because we all go through ups and downs. And so that's the purpose of the book. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. It's so true because you think, you know, when you're talking about getting what you want and being successful, you know, some people think like, that's not me or it's too late for me or that doesn't speak mm-hmm. to me because I just wake up, go to work, come home. Like, no, this book, I think, spoke to anyone, no matter where you're starting off, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're working, you know, a nine to five or you're in school yeah. or you're already a boss, you can always do more and do mm-hmm. better. And it's it's also about, too, you defining, because a lot of the times when we think we're not doing enough or, you know, whatever, it's based off of what society, what we think society wants us to do or expects us to do, where society has told us we need to be at a certain age, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but we have to define our life for ourselves. We have to define our happiness, our education, our respect, and our, our level of success for ourselves. And that's another thing about 
what we talk about in the book, in the beginning of the book, I kind of create a, um, I kind of tell you a definition of a go-getters. And by, at the end of the book, now I'm asking you to define your definition of go-getters for yourself. So, um, yes, so about us defining who we are for ourselves. That, y'all see? Yep. You got yep. it. We'll <laughs> tell you where later, you know. So how does like a success mindset, so just getting kind of into this idea of getting what you want and everything, how does that intersect with relationships? Because I was actually surprised there was actually a relationship chapter or, you know, that we could actually connect for the mm. podcast. And I was like, wait, this is a relationship podcast? And you're like, oh, wait, no, no. Here's a relationship section. So mm-hmm. tell me how you saw that fitting in or what was your inspiration behind putting in a relationship chapter um because i know to me being successful on your own terms is about balance and it's about balance on whatever you feel you know whatever you do or going through or um, or have going on in your life right and relationships is one of those things and it's whether it's a romantic relationship whether it's relationships with your friends um you know whether it's relationships with your coworkers, it's, it's that's a natural part of life Usually, like the things that people focus on are finances, are on relationships, social things, you know, careers and stuff like that. So I was like, but for me to talk about a go get hers, you know, we got to talk about all aspects of a go get hers. And relationships is one of those things mm-hmm. because some people don't feel successful if they're not in, if they don't have, it's different relationships, right? So some people don't feel successful if they don't have a lot of friends or they don't have deep uh, relationships with other people, whether it's male or female. Some people don't feel successful, uh, don't feel like they have a successful life or career or whatever, or life if they don't have a husband or a boyfriend or, you know, a family. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just know that that's an important aspect. And you see there's uh, relationship coaches, there's marriages, marriage has become this huge business. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for the love of this, love and hip hop, like relationships and love and all that stuff. It's one of those things that's just a part of who we are. So it made sense to make a chapter about that because once again, in, in life, we go through ups and downs in relationships, whether it's friendships, whether it's with our coworkers or our bosses or whether it's with our man, there's going to be some ups and downs. And we need some okay. sort of reference to that. You know? <laughs> right. We need, Not we need quite as much that. as uh, loving hip hop and stuff might insinuate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's the whole, and there's different types. Like, there's different, like people have different definitions of what they think love is. And some people really think that that love and hip hop life and that drama, now that's a real relationship. That means, you know, we love each other. We passionate. Right. And it's like, nah, that's not it. That is not <laughs> you it. Know, some people, oh. Yeah. Some relationships might have an element of that, but too much of that is just too much. I agree. <laughs> that's oh, not balance. <laughs> we could probably do a whole thing just on that. <laughs> Oh, you sure? It's, it's a whole book you right. can be on just relationships itself. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, how do you feel a healthy relationship, whether with a partner, coworkers, anybody, encourages your positive growth overall? I think healthy relationships in general, because um, it, it'll create an unbalance when you don't have like a, a, a healthy or strong relationship with anybody, whether it's with yourself. Um, if it's with your coworkers, if it's with your partner, it creates some sort of unbalance, you know, like, and, and your relationships are the people that you, you probably communicate with the most, you're probably around the most, and they can affect your entire mood, you know, and somebody affects your entire move, your thought process, it can affect your career, it can affect your daily life, your lifestyle, you know, because we get influenced by the people that are around us. So it's very, very important to have like, 
strong relationships, especially with ourselves. And then I think when we have a strong relationship with ourselves, then it's easier to have a stronger relationship with other people and other partners. Yes. So true. So true. I love that because really, you know, certain relationships can ground you or really, you know, you Mm -hmm. can bounce ideas off each other. I mean, you can really like Mm -hmm. in in marriage. And one of the reasons I actually got married, (laughs) a lot of people are like, (laughs) marriage is obsolete. Like, why do you even do it anymore? And, And I agree to some extent with some of the, you know, traditional methods of getting married, you know, are obsolete. But mm-hmm. one of the reasons I got married was because my husband and I really challenge each other and we, you know, make each other mm-hmm. better. And we're like, all right, what's the next move? What are we doing? Like, you know, and some yeah. people don't have that. And so, you know, that I think that definitely is, you know, a positive indication of a, of a healthy relationship. That is. And shoot, I don't, to me, Marriage is not obsolete. Like, let me let God send me a husband. You know, okay. I'm put that in the atmosphere. Put but it that's out there. great because I <laughs> okay. But that's what I that's what I want. Like, I don't really. I'm not really seeking like this. Uh, and I'm a Disney girl. I love. I grew up watching Disney and the whole fairy tale fantasy thing. And that's you know that's very cute, but that's not always realistic. If you get lucky, maybe. But you know, that's not always realistic. So to me, I, I, I think the relationship that you have, that's the kind of relationship I'm seeking, something where it's a partnership, it's a friendship, um, and we, we, we can balance each other out and work together in whatever endeavors we have, you know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's cute to have, like, it's cute where, like, when one partner is doing one thing and the other partner is doing another thing, but I think it's even better when their two worlds can collide and they can, you know, put their energies and their power together and move forward. You know, we we don't have to be interested in the same thing, but we can build something together. And I think that helps bring people closer together as well. For sure. So what do you think are the risks of rushing into a relationship? I know one of the areas of of your chapter talked about, you know, the timing of relationships and, you know, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So what have, what have you seen with people rushing or just some of the dangers, you know, of rushing in? Rushing, oh, girl, you know, I, I've been there, done that, child. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's dangerous, especially if you don't know somebody. It's different if you grew up with someone or you've been around them. Y'all have um, similar friends and you kind of understand that person in their family. And then, you know, y'all probably start off as friends or distant friends. And then y'all get into relationships. It can, it can speed up a little bit quicker. But if you don't know each other at all, then... um you rushing into a relationship, you'll start to discover things that might not be um, cohesive with your lifestyle, you know? Um, yeah, time gives you a chance to kind of get to know people because when people first start to get to know each other, both of them got their representatives out there. And the rep- representative might be that Disney fairy tale and the true them might be that nightmare. And I don't like scary movies, okay? <laughs> they okay, but... <laughs> They're okay to watch, but they're not. They're not okay to be a part of. Okay, so right, right. I <laughs> so, ain't trying to be yeah. the the leading actress in that okay. series. <laughs> yes, true. So, so it, 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 you know, it, I, it. Of course, everything is uh, an individual thing because there's some people that meet and they fall in love with each other in less than a year. They're married, and that's okay too. Um, but if you really don't know that person at all. You don't want to have to discover something about them when you're when you're all the way in or you're deep or y'all on that verge of getting married. Then this big old bombshell gets, you know, there's some people they can be with somebody 
for years and not even know that that person is married to somebody else in another country or right. <laughs> you or know has kids you know, or, or, or have kids you know yeah. like uh-uh that that's it's that's something like if in the beginning they mentioned that to you and you can find ways to cope with it but if you didn't know that person don't know their family don't know whatever and you find that out later that's a harder blow oh and I think with the now technology and social media and you feel like you know people, like it's so yeah. crazy. Like even just doing the research for the show, like I was looking at your social media and reading your website. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh yeah. So when you called in today, I was like, hey, how you doing? It's like, yeah. we've never even <laughs> met in person, you know? And I think that false sense of security and knowing people is really carrying over into our relationships and how much do you feel like you've seen that because you you you're a little younger so you've grown up with social media kind of as a part because i i used to have to do you know we didn't even have caller id when i first started dating (laughs) so i'm dating a long time so how do you think that social media has kind of played into the whole relationship scene and rushing things it, it played a big deal. Like, see, I'm younger, but I'm older at the same time. Like, I'm the early millennial. So, like, I remember those times when nobody had a phone, and I remember those times when everybody had a phone, you know? Mm. So, I remember those times when we didn't have call ID. So, <laughs> but social uh, social media does um, play a huge part because, like, actually, my ex-boyfriend was telling me this. He was like, yeah, people meet your social media before they meet you, like, the mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and people will, like, they they some people feel like they've already been dating you because they done seen your timeline they done you know they know who's like it especially depends on um how much information you put out there some people feel like they know your family they know all your friends they know where you like to go they know what you like to eat you know mm-hmm. and all of that stuff is usually the stuff you find out when you're dating so that does kind of push that uh that aspect of dating out the picture and i think that's how people rush into situations because they're like oh, we know the same people. Oh, you like to do this. I like to do that. You know, it kind of takes all that. And that does make it a, a lot harder. To me, I feel like if you're getting into a serious relationship with somebody, I don't believe in that whole posting your whole relationship mm-hmm. on social media. Like, you know, I don't believe that. Um, and then all your information, because then you're inviting people into your relationship. Um, if you're married and y'all got a solid foundation and y'all do this, y'all relationship coaches and all that stuff, and then that's okay to you know that's y'all thing but people that go overboard they don't even know that person they already posting that person the next thing you know they're no longer with that person now they got to take all the pictures off and then the next time they're dating somebody else then you like dang you know (laughs) you're like well how many people this person got to go through or like you start to feel bad for them you want to like help them out at this point you know, I know, like that. I've told you about that. I was like, I was feeling like I was dating with you. I saw so much, and I felt okay. like I was emotionally bad for the person. You <laughs> exactly. want to give them advice and help them out. Okay. If they post a guy you like this. I don't think that's the guy for you. Yeah, and it, <laughs> you know? me, but it's yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. But I think that's you made a good point about rushing and just taking your time and you know being sure and making sure you know mm-hmm. as much as possible to arm yourself. I, and, I, yeah, and don't go don't go off of their social media because, they, like I was saying before in, an, in another interview, like when I was going through like a lot of downfalls, you couldn't tell because my social media was popping. You know, right. like you wouldn't even know that I wasn't. I was still trying to figure things out. I was just like kind of lost in where I wanted to go with certain things. You wouldn't know that because my social media was popping, and I'm not the type of person that's gonna put like, I'm not a Debbie Downer, so I'm not gonna put right. what I'm going through, you know, on my 
a social media page. Some people do, but that's not me. So you can't really go off. Sometimes it even it's even better like to not be all on their on their pages because if they're if you you know if you're talking to them and they start to like somebody else's picture, you see some girl commenting on their their page. You don't want that to be the subject of conversation when y'all meet up, you know, like right. who's this girl that keeps, <laughs> especially before you're like, even yeah. serious. It's like, I don't even know yeah. you yet. And I don't even know if I like you and I'm sitting here worried about this mm-hmm. stuff. Like it matters because yeah. I don't know you yet. But yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. My husband and I, we were actually weren't even friends on social media for a long time. And people were like, you're not friends. I'm like, we're friends in real life. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we, we know each other like we don't have to follow each other and all that but yeah but he's way more into social media than I am even you know personally like yeah. I do it for my business but he was like all right let's be friends <laughs> but I agree with <laughs> you like make that secondary and just for fun not to be cyber yeah stalking. don't take it too seriously and yeah, then don't get obsessed, you know, because we can, oh, you know, you can find out all types of information through social media. Oh, yes. Like, you I can have find a out where they, where I have a friend. Live, I always, like, exactly. She can find out anything. <laughs> if I want to know, I'm like, all right, here we go. Kick it over to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm good at that, too. But I can oh, find out. And I, I feel like I'm a social media psychologist. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I can tell by certain things people say, I'm like, oh, there's something wrong over there. You know, like, they they might be posting something about their relationship, but you could tell by the words that they say that there's trouble in the neighborhood. Mm, that's <laughs> or somebody's going through. Yeah, I can, I can kind of tell. I think I've been on social media a little bit uh, uh, long enough to be able to kind of tell certain things. And that's some scary stuff. Like, oh, girl, I can find this out, like where the person stayed. Like, if you were like a crazy stalker person, like crazy, crazy person that want to like hurt people, you can find that stuff. So people have to really be careful. Yeah, with the relationship with life in general. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that's a, where it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, be careful, yeah. be safe, and just use your head and be patient. Just don't mm-hmm. rush. So let's talk a little about labels because there was this section that stuck out mm-hmm. to me about labels and I had posted a video it was just like a two-minute thing because a lot of women they hate having that where are we Uh talk right like what are we doing it's like the dreaded conversation so why are women so hesitant or even afraid to understand where they are in a relationship or where they stand I think I think it's because of the false information that we be we receive like um, like they'll tell you, oh, you don't want to ask a guy, you don't want to talk to a guy about marriage, you don't want to talk, you know, you don't want him to feel pressured, you know, you don't want him to think that you're desperate or whatever. So then they try to act all nonchalant about the relationship. And girls can't act nonchalant about a relationship because once you start to fall for somebody, you start to fall for them. Mm-hmm. And you want to feel like if you're going to spend time, like I think guys are freely date a lot more than women women when they find a guy that they actually like they try to focus their attention on that guy which i tell Guys, you know, not they, to like, do. i'm like do not do that oh I, that's a pet <laughs> my bad girls out there know they know i tell them all the time unless you're in a committed relationship keep that eye open they pre- yeah and that's why it's important to get that title because if you don't get or get that label if you don't if y'all been dating for a while right and you're ready for it to be serious. Now you need to see where he's at, right? Okay, um, I'm ready for it to be serious. Are you ready for this to be a serious situation? Let's make it happen. But if he's not ready and you're ready, then you need to find somebody else that you might be dating that is ready and and try to date that person because you might end up wasting your time. So you're investing all of your love and energy into this one person and this person is not investing 
or don't feel the same way, you're invested in them, they're not invested in you, it's going to be time wasted because now you're kind of stuck. Because once we invested in you, we're invested in you, you know? And get your so, feelings hurt. Like, I remember yeah, before, get your- you know, when I was younger, I just assumed, like, oh, we spend all the time together. We're together all the time. You yeah. call me, you take me out. We must be together. Like, I just de facto. Yeah. And then I found out, oh, I went to a party. And, oh, shocked my mind. <laughs> no, no, no. Yep. And he's like, and with that label, about that. Yeah, and with Mm-hmm. And with that label, they're justified to say, well, we're not, you're not my girlfriend. I'm mm-hmm. such a boyfriend. And now you look at like, what? Right. <laughs> I thought right. we were hanging out, you know, going out on <laughs> dates and we're publicly holding hands and stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought that meant I was your girl and you was my boy. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to ever be in that situation because you're looking crazy. I and don't be so the one crazy. to tell all your friends. Like, so, girl, yeah, that's oh, my boy. I'm talking to him. Kids were with me. It was so, and they knew. <laughs> they were like, "Ain't that show boy?" Over there? I was like, okay. "Oh God, this is the worst." But it really was, you know, not necessarily my fault. But I didn't get that. Yeah. Label. I never had that conversation. I made assumptions, and mm-hmm. when he said it, he was very genuine. Like you know what? We never mm-hmm. said that. And so, yeah, I, as I get older, I, I'm like, Hey, what are we doing? What's going on? What are we, are we okay, at? Okay. Like, what is this? <laughs> I like, don't what you looking for? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's not like, for me, I like, I'm older. So I'm just like, I personally am not dating just to date. Like I'm dating to, to see who I can find and, and see if maybe we, we make a good match and we can work towards building a serious relationship and eventually marriage because that's what I'm looking for you know I'm getting older so I need a, a, a partner that's going to be there and she need her three kids so, three. <laughs> oh goodness girl oh, yeah the, the older I get I, I I'm steering away from whether I'm going to actually have all three of them I might have to have one if I get blessed with twins have two and maybe he might have one I don't know how we gonna work this out but yeah you, you I, 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 he might I come three. in with one or something if you're open to that yeah, that's another thing too. Is you get older and stuff like that, you got to consider those things, you know. Yeah. Or right. if you don't want that, if you want all biological, you got better put that in the atmosphere too, and and work towards that. Yeah, and that's another label, quote unquote, because I've known couples who they've gotten married and they're like, oh, I only want one kid. Oh, I want three. Like, mm-hmm. just, how did you mm-hmm. not talk about these these yes. of mother and wife? Oh, he wants me to stay at home. One of my friends is like, oh, my husband wants me to stay at home, but I want to work. How did y'all not talk about this kind of stuff? Okay. That so labels are just boyfriend and mm-hmm. girlfriend these days. Yep. Yeah, because that can make a break. What if he said he want to be a stay-at-home dad? You might want to know that beforehand if, if you're cool with that or not, you, you know? Yeah, I'm going to so. need to know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although I, I might be cool with that. Like, all right, I'm out. I got to go to work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what do you Exactly right. Another thing, I, mm-hmm. I just love this chat. I was all over it. I could have asked a question about like every line. <laughs> so another thing, and I hear this a lot. Um, and I talked about this a little bit. Um, what is the difference you're saying in pleasing personality? So being kind of a, and, and being a people pleaser, because I think that's, you know, it, it's so difficult. Cause I, I feel like I was a people pleaser. I wanted everyone to be happy. I wanted mm-hmm. everyone to get along. I wanted everyone to like me. And then, you know, I, I guess I grew up or I just got tired. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I would still <laughs> consider myself having a pleasing personality, but definitely not a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. But just talk about that a little bit and where that came from. Um, pleasing personality. Cause sometimes like you can 
take all the energy out of a room and not even know it, you know, and um, you don't have to, to me, you don't have to be friends with everybody, but you don't, you don't need to be enemies with everybody or anybody at that fact, you know, that you, a pleasing personality is what draws people to you and it connects people as well. Like if they know that this girl, whenever she does an event or something like that, she's so cool that I know she's going to have cool people there and I can meet other people. I can connect with other people. Um, uh, you know, you, you just having a pleasing personality in any situation is going to help build a relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a working environment, and especially with your partnership, you don't want to be that Debbie Downer and this person really likes you, but whenever they come around you, you're just a miserable little, you know, mm-hmm. it, it makes, it, 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 it takes people, it sends people away from you, including a, a partner. And, you know, it's very important to me, I think, to, to be mindful of how you are and who you are, and that way it'll translate to other people. And yeah, you don't have to be friends with everybody. You don't have, everybody's not going to get along. Everybody's not going to connect, but your pleasing personality can help people um, transition in that atmosphere better, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. As opposed to being a people pleaser. Yeah, as opposed, you're not a people pleaser. You're not trying to please everybody. You're just you're you're pleasing yourself and when you're pleasing yourself and when you're in a good space and you have great energy it it helps everybody else you know it's not about like pleasing everybody else it's it's helping everybody and yourself be comfortable in that space mm-hmm. in that environment yeah i like that mm-hmm. and so focus on you and what makes you happy and you know mm-hmm. being a pleasing spirit and inspirational but not necessarily mm-hmm. always on how everyone else feels or what they think about you that's so powerful yeah mm-hmm. so another thing that we're, we probably could have talked about this in the social media aspect is confidentiality in your relationship mm-hmm. oh my goodness like why do you think it's a good thing to just have some confidentiality in general not even related to social media just in general in general, because you don't like when you're not, uh, you know, when you don't have confidentiality in your relationship, you're inviting other people into your relationship. And I think a powerful relationship is one that you and your partner define for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, y'all know what your relationship is. Y'all are de- uh, developing a foundation, and a strong foundation is important. And you want to be aware of. You want to protect that. You want to protect that at all costs because. If you start to, if you're not confidential in your relationship and you start to bring other people in, that means you're inviting other people's um, opinions. And it can be somebody that's like your confidant. It could be like their friend. I remember when I was in a relationship, it was uh, this this guy, when I first met the guy that I was in a relationship with, I asked this guy, okay, he know he knew him better than I did. I asked him about him and he was like, yeah, he's cool. He's cool. But then when we actually got into a relationship and I was his girlfriend and he was my boyfriend. This same guy was in my ear telling me negative stuff about the, uh, about the guy that I was oh, with. No. And so that, you. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, what? So then it, to me, it kind of made me look at uh, the guy that I was dating a little different because I'm like, well, this guy knows you a little bit better than I do. And if he's saying that, then maybe it's true, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things, like, if somebody got something negative to say about your partner, you need to be like, stop, you know, I don't want to hear this. If you got something to say or if you got an issue, you need to direct it to him because I ain't got nothing to do with me. And me and his relationship is between me and him. And whatever situation you might have with him, you need to deal with him. I shouldn't, he shouldn't have felt comfortable to tell me anything about my man. You know, I don't care if he knows him better than I do. He shouldn't have felt comfortable and not 
I shouldn't have been comfortable letting him speak like that about him, you know? Right. So that's right. why you have to have confidentiality because that your person's experience with somebody else is their experience with somebody else. It might not be the same with you, even with an ex, how they did an ex or how their relationship was with that ex might not necessarily be the same relationship that y'all have. So you can't really go off of other people's opinions. You got to kind of have that confidentiality. Now, don't be stupid now. Right. <laughs> I was going to say. You know, now, if you're trying to be a pattern, what, a pattern where everybody has something negative to say about this situation, you might want to look at what they, you know, what's going on, uh, but still keep in mind that, you know, everybody doesn't need to be in your, your relationship. Because right. a person could have been a, a one-way uh, mm-hmm. earlier in their life and another way as they gotten older you know so they oh, might have changed and yeah. you don't want to miss out on a good person because of what you know a mistake they might have made in their past so true so true yeah we just talked about us growing up and being smarter and doing better so yeah men have yeah. That, same, <laughs> that same process mm-hmm. happens with them ladies all men aren't the same <laughs> man they were in high school <laughs> So, and that's another thing. So, um, expectations. So, we talked about mm-hmm. Disney. I love Disney movies too, and Hallmark, uh, even worse, Hallmark movies. They all <laughs> have the same formula. But so, the expectations that you have. So, how you talk about letting go um, and mm-hmm. or changing your expectations. So, how can that lead to success in your life in general and in love? Um, because we, we, I think we sometimes will get in our own way. Like we, we want certain things to look a certain way. And in reality, they're not that way. And then we kind of feel like, like we, you know, we're disappointed or that we failed. Um, So having like certain expectations, I think you should have expectations to an extent. Like I'm, I'm expecting myself to work hard, but I'm not expecting everything to turn out the way I, I want it exactly because that's not life, you know? Um, And I think, you kind of end up standing in your own way by doing that because you created this picture. And when things don't turn out the way this picture looks like, then you feel like a failure. And, and that's not the truth, you know? Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. And then what you wanted in life when you were younger or what you needed, maybe totally different than now, or even in the future, you know, so you have to be willing to adjust you know, Adjust. based on who you yeah. are, you know, because you might yeah. think you want and something. Times like, change. Yeah, times change. You change. Mm-hmm. See, I could just pick yeah. your brain forever. You know, they, you're like, okay. <laughs> but this has been such a great discussion. I've been loving it. I might have to have you back on just to talk about some of this stuff. But first, I yes. want you to tell people where they can find the 365 Go Get Hers Guide. Well, the 365 Go Get Her's Guide is available on Amazon and um, Barnes and Nobles, any place where you can buy purchase books online. You can also purchase it from my website, MissIvyBox.com. I usually send out autographed copies. If you purchase from my website, that's M as in Mary, S as in Sam, I, D as in Victor, Y, B as in Boy, O, X as in X-Ray.com. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So, um, so you got to yeah. get it. And I'm on, it's got so much more in there. I focused on the relationship chapter, yeah. but it's got so much more knowledge. She's dropping gems in there. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm pretty proud of the book myself. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty you can proud of it. <laughs> so, where can my listeners find just more about you and your other products, uh, projects or products, not just the book? Where can they find you? Um, of course, on my website, um, you can contact me on my website. There's a way to 
um, send me a message and on social media. I'm on, you know, Twitter, all the main ones, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Miss Ivy Box. Um, so they can find me on any social media platform and you can message me on my website. I'm pretty, you know, you know where to find me sounds like for you too if they yeah. know your name they know where to find you and of course i'll list all that information in my show notes so if you're listening here and you want to find miss ivy box you go in the show notes or if you've written it down just follow her she is amazing and thank you so oh, thank much you. for being here and thank you for having me. I, I enjoyed myself. You know, we have girl talk. Girl talk. It just felt like girl talk, right? Where they could learn from. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. All right, bad girls. Until next time, be bad. That's this week's episode of Bad Girls Guide to Love with Dr. Ayo. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give me a review on iTunes. For more material and content, you can find me under IOGathingMD on Instagram and Twitter, or head over to my website, www.iogathingmd.com. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. Until then, be bad. Be bad.